and boom, here we go. Another episode of the Spiritual AF Podcast with us, your hosts. Yeah, Barton Holly. Hi, everyone. Hello. We are so happy that you're joining us because today we have Bree Seeley here. And she is not only is she a general badass, but she is a life coach, author and a speaker. Yeah. And I'll tell you, she is a freaking force, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. This this babe is like on fire. Super badass. It, it was it was such a great conversation. Mm-hmm. We talked all about uh, conscious business and changing the world and following intuition and following guidance and mm-hmm. uh, allowing your life's purpose to unfold. And, and how? How to actually do that. Yeah. So, so stay tuned. Yeah, because if you've been feeling that call in the back of your mind, like, you know what? I think there's something bigger that I want to do, but I'm not sure how. Well, Bree will share with you how. Hey. You just turned into the Spirit Ninja's Spiritual as Fuck Podcast. The show that aims to inspire, uplift, and questions everything. And now your hosts, Bart Rigel and Holly Emerson. Welcome, Bree. We're so excited that you're here. This is exciting. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, early morning here in LA, but I'm really excited to chat with you and see what comes of our conversation. Yeah, beautiful, very yeah. cool. So, for the people that don't uh, don't know you, Bree, would you mind maybe giving us a bit of a background, kind of what you do and how you got into doing it? Yeah, so I am a coach and an author and a speaker. I have been an entrepreneur for I think about eleven years now. And I started off in fashion design and had always, always done, my grandmother taught me how to sew. It was very much something that was like ingrained in the fabric of my being from a very young age and just followed it into a bachelor's and a master's and just kind of thought that was my path. Um, Eight years into my fashion business that I had under my own name, I started feeling like I was on a hamster wheel and I was like running a marathon every single day or multiple marathons every single day, but I'd get home and have like nothing to show for it. And I was so exhausted. I felt like I was beating my head against a brick wall. Like I was getting nowhere and I just felt really stagnant and, and just frustrated. And it was three years ago spring equinox 2015 that I was meditating and got a really clear, what are you doing? (laughs) You need to stop, walk away from your fashion brand. It's done. This is not it. And I got out of that meditation after having just totaled my car the day before and was like, all right, like clearly the universe is trying to get my attention. So this is an opportunity for me to listen. And two days later, I announced I was closing my fashion brand down and just completely shut everything down. No questions asked and walked away, wow. not having anything on the other side. Wow. I After have like spending no eight idea. years building something and you just walked away like that. Yeah. Wow. When I get messages like that, I've gotten several Um over the last few years. And every time I get a message like that, I like, I can tell it comes from something that's bigger than me. And I just follow it. I'm like, I know enough by now to know that you can either follow it and have it be at least a little bit smoother or the universe can keep like knocking you off the fence (laughs) again and again and again. So I just follow those things because, you know, 
I'm just human. I, I don't know. And I just trust that when I get messages like that, that they're, they're right, which mm-hmm. they so far, knock on wood, always have been. Um, so yeah, so I turned around that next week and was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I have no, like, I have no plan. I have no job. I have no business now. I have like nothing, which of course, as we know, is the perfect starting off point to build something new. Cause there's all this space now and the universe is like, great, there's space. You're listening. You're open. Let's do this. I and, uh, <laughs> I realized people, women had been asking me for at least a year to teach them how I had done what I had done with my fashion brand. And they didn't mean fashion. They meant like building a vision and building a brand and like really getting themselves out there and that kind of thing. And, and I started realizing I'm like, Oh, like the universe has been tapping me on the shoulder little by little by little. And I've totally been ignoring it because I would respond and be like, Oh, I don't do that. (laughs) I'm a fashion designer. Didn't you know, like I don't do those things. (laughs) And so within a few weeks I launched, you know, started diving into who am I as a coach? Because of course, right? Like you don't, I didn't get my first client for like six or eight months because you have, I had to figure out who am I? I had to go through an entire ego death around being a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. I had to rebuild then who I was, find my inner strength, find my voice, figure out like all the behind the scenes things that people don't see um, and, you know, really launched my coaching business three years ago. Wow. And, uh, and since then, you know, I've, I have authored a book. I have been on, you know, national TV shows. I have spoken around the, the country. I, I mean, just like, you know, all the things that unfold when you finally get into alignment with where, like what you're supposed to be doing in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's How incredible. How fun is that? That's really incredible. I have a question. Um, When you received that guidance and that meditation to leave your fashion, how long have you been or were you meditating before that time? So obviously that wasn't the first time you received the guidance, but just just out of curiosity. I think I started meditating in about 2008. And so that was 2015. So it was about seven years that I'd Mm -hmm. been meditating. But up until that point, I'd been meditating very sporadically mm. and very much like only if I say like went to an event where there was a guided meditation or like I hadn't really taken it upon myself much. I think I started around the time that that messaging came through because um, right. that's around when I met Hal Elrod from the Miracle Morning and started like really diving into a morning practice. Um, and then since then, though that kind of message has come through at least once a year with like a big, you know, like this, like focus on this thing. Wow. You know, I get little messages here and there as I'm mm-hmm. meditating. Um, but about once a year, I get one of those like really big ones. So was that like the first really big one that you got? I think so. It's the first really big one that I remember actually paying attention to. Yeah. That's really cool, though, that you that it was like the first really big one that you remember paying attention to. But not only did you pay attention to it, you actually took amazing, bold action on that. Yeah, I think up until that point, like I hadn't I just hadn't been paying attention. So little things like the year prior to that, um, my I had still had a day job. And I was just working super part time and they emailed me and said, hey, just want to let you know, we're cutting your pay in half as of four days ago. And so (laughs) 
up until 2015, the messages used to come like that, (laughs) Uh. which was, you know, where I like wasn't listening and I was turning a deaf ear to the universe. And it was like, all right, well, if you don't want to listen to me, then let me give you something else to listen to. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how the universe does that? Yeah. It's just (laughs) most of us are too afraid to listen. So Mm -hmm. let me ask you, how was it that you were able to trust and to say goodbye after such a long time to something that you were so passionate about? You spent so much time and energy building. How did you trust that guidance? I mean, I think a lot of it too was like, like, yes, that came in that moment. But like I said, I had been feeling frustrated and burnt out and things like my manufacturer messed up my order and purposefully made me pay him in cash so that I couldn't cancel the check. Wow. And like, I had to rip everything apart and resew everything myself. I had, there's still a boutique up in Seattle that owes me money for all this stuff of mine that they sold that they never paid me for. There was a boutique in Texas that like ordered this big order and then just ghosted me. Right. So that like I was stuck with the bill and like all these things had kind of been building in the background. Um, And so when that came, it almost felt like a relief Mm. where I was like, thank God I can get (laughs) rid of this now and like not have to deal because I love fashion. I still, you know, I'm looking at my bookcase on the other side of my computer and it's filled with all my history of fashion and all the books that I used when I was in school. Like I love that stuff still. I love it, but I, I'm not a big fan of the business of fashion Mm -hmm. and it was just wearing me down and cutting me down so much that when that message came, I was like, Oh, I don't have to play (laughs) this game anymore. Like, thank God this is not my path. (laughs) I'm done. I am out. (laughs) How cool. It's incredible to see how, it's it's like that whole uh, trying to swim up against the current thing. Oh, yeah. And I think for most of the population, it, that's what their day-to-day life is like. They're just paddling so hard trying to go up this river. And then when when you just let go, then things unfold. Like how, how did the next three years unfold for you? Was it graceful I mean, or? A yes and no, right? Like there's there's the ego death part was, was really hard. So I, I joke and it's kind of a joke, but it's not really a joke that I spent like eight months in the fetal position in my bed Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. so much of who I was and my identity was wrapped up in this illusion of being a fashion designer. So then the second I took that away, I was like this little broken, I was like, I had, I had nothing. Who am I in the mm-hmm. world? Mm-hmm. And so that period was really hard. And I had to do things like start believing in myself in ways that I never had to when I was a fashion designer. Cause mm-hmm. as a fashion designer, I could just lean on my skills. I was really good. And I didn't have to have that inner resiliency and that inner strength just because I was like really good at what I did. Mm-hmm. And not that I'm not good at coaching, but there's there's so much more that goes into it. Like there's no physical product for me to be like, yeah, look, I made that. <laughs> for sure. You know, it's it's a it's like a different being in a service industry versus a product industry. Like I have had to become such a bigger, stronger version of myself than I didn't. I like I didn't even know that that was a thing. So the last three years has been a journey of like lots and lots of high highs, but lots and lots of, you know, quote unquote, low lows. And and I say quote, because like February, just what a month and a half ago, two months ago was like the hardest, one of the hardest months of my career. Wow. And now on the other side of it, 
like since that time, I, like I told you guys, I'm moving to New York. I met with a book agent. My name has been attached to a lot of the top names in the industry over the last few weeks and like things, but I, I had to go through that quote unquote low, that like break mm-hmm. in order to kind of get to the next level. Cause you hit, mm-hmm. you hit a point where you've gone as high as you can go and you almost hit your own internal glass ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to have something to break that, to shift that in order to move on to the next level. And so, yes, February was one of the hardest months of my life. And it was a quote unquote low month, right? Where I was in tears a lot. I was like, I felt just kind of crazy. It, it was like, <laughs> it was a really hard month. But on the other side, and, and I, I now know enough to know that when that's happening, ex- like I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to be in this. I'm going to let this fire that's that's around me. And in like, I'm just going to sit in the pain of all of this and let it transform me. Because most times, you know, we want to avoid that. We want to be like, oh, let me just not look at that. Mm-hmm, I'm definitely. just going to I'm just going to protect myself and just not deal with that. And instead, I sat in it and I let myself for three weeks just be in the pain and the discomfort and the anger and the frustration like I let myself be in all of it and now coming out of that you know I'm getting to experience things that I never would have otherwise if I hadn't allowed myself to go to that place oh that's so beautiful I love that in fact uh, I went through that a number of years ago probably I guess almost a decade ago now and it was incredible how fast my life was able to change after I discovered at the time Michael Brown And he wrote this book called The Presence Process. And it was all about how it's so important to bring up your emotions, bring up the things that you you normally try to avoid. Like you don't want to feel this stuff. You don't want to deal with it. But instead with his process, you're you're forcing yourself to deal with these things. And then within a number of months, like my entire life completely changed around. But it's over the last, let's say, decade, there's been certain moments in my life where I've had to kind of revisit that because it's like the same thing. There's like some kind of expansion, some changes happening. And actually you and I have both uh, experienced yeah, that. Yeah. It's such an important piece. It is. It yeah. Is. I, and I, think- I feel like it's happening more rapidly to me now. Like, I'm like, didn't we just do this last year? <laughs> <laughs> like, are we, are we done yet? Can we, can I just like, but like you were saying earlier about going with the flow now that I'm, Like now that I allow myself to just trust and flow with all of this, this move to New York is unfolding so easily and so seamlessly. Like, of course, you know, I messaged my mom. I love my mom. And I'm like, hey, moving to New York. And she's like, what are you doing with your apartment? And what are you doing with this? And how are you moving that? And And like all (laughs) these things. And I'm like, I don't know. But the cool part is the universe does. Yeah. And like, it's all going to work out. And I can't force it. And I can't like if I'm being guided, because of course, it's I was told that I'm moving to New York. This wasn't like I woke up and I, like I told you guys, I have wanted to live in New York since I was eight, right? Before I even really knew what New York was, I didn't even go to New York until I was 15. Mm -hmm. My soul has been being called there for my entire life. Um, And now it's just finally time to answer that. And so I'm not pushing this. This is not my ego being like, I got to move to New York. I was literally told that I'm moving to New York. And when those things happen, like I just get to be the the like person in the boat 
flowing and like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like guiding it a little bit here and there. And of course, taking a few rows, taking, you know, trying to get someone to come stay in my place for the next four months until my lease is up and, you know, like figuring out all the, all the little details, but like, I'm not forcing it and I'm not pushing it and I'm just allowing it to kind of unfold exactly how it's supposed to, because if the universe wants me to move, then of course it's going to take care of all the things for me. I don't need yeah. to, I don't need to worry about that stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. And do you notice now with, I mean, there's obviously a lot of turmoil in the world. There's a lot of change. Things are like, there's a lot of upheaval. Things are changing very rapidly, way faster than ever in history. Do you find that that's happening in the lives of your clients as well? Absolutely. I mean, I, all of my clients are in the midst of big, you know, either divorces or, you know, raising capital or, you know, I have, I'm working with an actress right now who's getting booked on all sorts of things, like in things that she's never, ever even really been eligible for before. And just people that are kind of sick of, like you said, swimming upstream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're really sick of it. Because I think the thing that we don't talk about often enough is that swimming upstream is totally, completely optional. That's (laughs) optional. Like you, (laughs) you're choosing to swim upstream. Yeah. And, and that's the human condition, right? We all get, still get into that. I still swim upstream sometimes. Yeah. And then I get to be like, oh, (laughs) look at me being human again. (laughs) Uh, Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Swimming upstream. Look at that. All right. Turn around. (laughs) Time to let go. Yeah. So, but a lot of people don't know that there is an opportunity to let go or that there is anything different on the other side. And Mm. so that's, you know, really, I try to show up as authentically and transparently as possible. In fact, um, I know this episode will be coming out later, but tomorrow I'm going to be announcing on Facebook my move to New York and how it all unfolded and everything. And um, I'll probably be doing a few episodes on it on my podcast and just get showing people that there is another option. Mm-hmm. You don't have to swim upstream. Mm-hmm. You don't so, have yeah, to be as don't. painful and shitty as like we're told they do. Yeah. And uh, so what would you tell someone who who knows on some level that they're meant to do more, but that is scary because it means letting go of something you know? Like, what would you just say, say to someone like that? I would say that the first step, and, and this goes, you know, right into my book as well, the first step is always making a commitment. Because if you're sitting on that fence, just like we were talking about earlier, and you are waffling back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, the universe has no idea what to do with you. So either you need to make a commitment to one of the two sides, or like I mentioned before, the universe is going to make a decision for you and it is going to take out its its baseball bat and it is going to knock you to one side of the fence or the other. And you really, literally the first step is just making a commitment. You don't even have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You just have to decide what you want. And trust that no matter what, either way, like personally, I don't believe in right or wrong, right? Like, yeah, one side's probably going to be more painful than the other. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the side that you would consider like the wrong side, right? The safe side. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're all being called to transform this world right now in ways that have never happened before. You know, we're moving into a new era Obviously, like things are going down, especially in the political system of the United States, but really truthfully all over the globe, you know, we're really being called to step up and serve humanity in a way that as humans, we've never been called to before. And I think, you know, I take this 
for me, it's a very like sacred responsibility. I can't say no to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought about it in February. I had a reading done and I was like, I'm thinking about getting a job. And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. And I was like, Ugh, oh, so much easier. <laughs> you would think it's so much easier, but then you would actually do it and you'd be like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> I know it was going to be in Venice and I was going to have to commute every day. And I was like, oh, no, Ugh, an hour and a half of commuting every day. Nope. No, no. Sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm well, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're in such a place in the world right now where all this, uh, this shit, I mean, it's no longer optional. We can't ignore the things that have, that, the way that we've been doing things. Mm-hmm. It's time to change. Yeah, I think so too. I totally think so. So can um, you tell us more about your book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this was another thing that came to me in meditation last year where It was last January and I had just made a big commitment to expand my container in a way that I never had before Um, and was in meditation and got this really clear, like, you're writing a book this year. And I was like, really? Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what am I writing about? Um, and, And then I got a secondary message of you're leaving L.A. for two weeks in June to write it. And I was like, okay, well, where am I going? Right? Like, <laughs> so, and that was something like it just popped in and then it was done. And I was like, okay, well, but literally, what am I writing and where am I going? <laughs> so over the next few months, kind of sat with it and sat, sat with the conversations I was having and, the, and the, the articles I was reading and what was exciting me and what my women were wanting from me and just like all these things and realized that the hardest part for people is that saying yes part. It is Mm -hmm. that place between like really having that idea and, and turning it into their reality. And so I sat down in, in May with, I hired two guys to help me get the marketing done and get the concept done and like get, get my whole brand kind of cohesive and all this stuff. And, um, sat down with them, got the outline done, went to Seattle in June, sat down, wrote the entire book in two weeks. And uh, it launched in November. So the book is called Permission to Leap. And it goes through the kind of the process from the day you say yes, into the part where all your life kind of like falls apart, quote unquote, falls apart. Nice. Falls together. (laughs) Basically, right? (laughs) I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday, and she's like, Oh, why is this happening? And I was like, remember, it's not happening to you it's happening for you and she's like god damn it Bree Seely I'm like yeah sorry (laughs) Um, so the alignment part and then you know it moves into how you get clarity and how you like getting more information about the path that's coming in front of you to the part where there's always a double check moment where the universe is like are you really sure you want this thing yeah like right before it comes into the physical world into tangibility because when it's energy you can still just change your mind. But mm-hmm. once it actually hits physicality, it's a little harder to go back. Mm-hmm. So there's the double check moment, moving into the actual leap and then having like a feedback loop in the end to maintain the alignment that you've um, been building in creating whatever you are. So yeah, it, it really just kind of like opens the doors to show people when you say yes to your vision, this is what it looks like. I because love I, it. <laughs> 
I feel like a lot a lot of the reason that people are scared, like you mentioned earlier, the fear of of saying yes to this stuff is that it's it's so unknown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for so long, so many people have been unwilling to actually talk about what goes into this whole process mm-hmm. because it's messy. And it looks ter- like it looks terrible from the from the inside, right? From the outside, everyone makes it look perfect. But most yeah. people are not willing to go into the depths of like, this is what you're going to feel and this is what you're going to experience and this is what you're going to face and these are the demons within yourself you're going to have to slay. And like, this is really truly what it looks like in order to say yes to your vision. Yeah, I think that's amazing because in our North American culture, we're we're basically taught that, you know, what it is that you dream about is like, you know, get your head out of the clouds. It's not realistic. You have to hustle. You have to do this job. You have to follow this this blueprint that's been handed down from generations that you must live by. And so, you know, I, I love how you're saying, you know, everybody needs to step up now and step into their their vision and share their gifts with the world. And I think more and more people are waking up to that because more and more people are seeing how this hustle isn't working. And so I think what you're sharing with the world is so beautiful because there's so many people who need this guidance and need this support to, to show them that there's a new way and to help them through it. So I love what you're creating and and sharing with the world. Thanks. It was a fun Mm -hmm. book to write. And for the first time, I channeled most of it, which was really even cooler because I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this isn't even my information. Like, I'm just, yeah, I went back and reread it in January and I actually started crying as I was reading it. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I don't even remember writing half this stuff. Like, I was so (laughs) deep in it that it just like came out of me. That's that's so so, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, something that you talk about on your, um, uh, on your blog is the law of attraction, something that Holly and I talk about quite a bit. And uh, what I really liked um, the, that you mentioned was this idea how um, you can you can sit there and I think a lot of the the teachings out there basically just focus on raising your vibration and just focusing on that. But what you mentioned is taking that inspired action because that's the second part of it. Yeah. Right. It's um, it's great that we can raise our vibration. We can start thinking all those positive things. But that's when those ideas, the creativity, the the stuff that you're meant to do flows through you. And now it's time to take action and, and do something about it. Absolutely. And exactly like I talk about with this book, right? The, I was raising my vibration. I was doing the work. The, the book, like the idea came to me. The book came to me and said, please write me. Mm-hmm. I still had to go to Seattle for two and a half weeks mm-hmm. and sit down with a piece of, you know, piece of paper and a pen in my hand and legitimately write the book. Right. So it's, it's such a combination of both. And the universe is always providing us opportunities and, and giving us the things that we ask for, but it's up to us to receive them and we receive them through taking action. And so the other thing, you know, For me, also, the thing about inspired action versus just action is I don't take the actions that I should take every day. I take the actions that come to me through meditation or come to me as like I'm writing something and I'm like, oh, you should reach out to that person that you haven't talked to in six months. Like that to me is inspired action. Mm -hmm. And so I just follow my inner guidance and the guidance that, you know, is brought into to my life. And right before I went to New York, um, I 
was sitting at my computer that Monday and I was like, oh, you should make a post on Facebook and Instagram about heading to New York and who do you need to know in the city? And later that afternoon, my massage therapist came over and she goes, oh, I have a friend you need to meet. I saw your post. I'm going to introduce the two of you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And she's like, by the way, he's a book agent. <laughs> and he's, one of, he's one of the top book agents in your industry. And I was like, hmm. But How do you see, like, had I, and so literally two days later, I had written in my journal, universe. So my second book started coming to me. And I said, universe, if I'm doing this again, I'm not doing it alone. I'm not self-publishing. Mm -hmm. I need an agent and I'm going to need a publisher. So send them to me. Mm -hmm. Literally, not even 48 hours later, I was inspired to make that post. And not even eight hours after that, I had an introduction to one of the top book agents in my industry. So now, right. you know, and then this is the other part about manifestation and law of attraction that people don't understand. And I have a whole podcast episode coming out about this is the idea that like, I don't know if this and I, guy and I are going to work together. Like, I have zero clue. Mm -hmm. So I set my intention. I took inspired action. You know, I got the meeting. It was amazing. I showed up in the middle of a snowstorm in New York City. <laughs> it was amazing. And basically what I said, I even said this to him. I said, whether or not you and I end up working together is still yet to be seen. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. If we work together, awesome. If you're like, if you're not my person and I'm not your person, then awesome. But I said, the, the fact that I'm in your office right now, 10 days after I wrote that in my journal, to me means that the universe is listening. Oh, yeah. And whether or not you end up being my book agent, I know that my book agent is coming because mm -hmm. the universe is clearly listening to me. Otherwise, I would not be sitting in your office right now. Yeah. And so I'm completely surrendered about it. Does that mean I'm just sitting back like, you know? drinking lattes and like getting pedicures. No, <laughs> it means that I'm actively now working on my book proposal. I'm taking that inspired action. Mm -hmm. And I also like I just had a meeting with a marketing guy last week. And, you know, like I'm, I'm putting all of the pieces in place. And when things are ready, when it's time, things are everything's going to click into place just like with this move. But I still have to actively show up for it. Yes, I'm doing the vibrational work. I'm, I'm changing my frequency. But I'm also having to show up because we are spirits, but we are also human. And if you're denying one aspect of that, that partnership, then you're, you're missing out on the power that lies within our existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what, uh, what Oprah said. It's uh, luck is being prepared, meeting opportunity. Or maybe preparation would, meeting opportunity. Yeah. And it, and it's true. You know, you're doing all the work, you're getting prepared. And then sooner or later, the universe is going to bring that opportunity. And like you mentioned, if you were end up working with this uh, agent or not, at, on some level, maybe the guy is going to introduce you to someone else or it's going to be. He already did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That was the marketing <laughs> meeting I had this week, right? Yeah. Like, and this is the cool thing, like, as humans, we get so attached, right? Like, we hold on so tightly to like, ah, I got introduction to this guy, and this guy has to be my guy, and he mm -hmm. must be my guy. And we just like, we hold on to it so tightly. But it's like slapping on blinders. Yeah, it's like focusing on this one thing. And it's like the whole world is literally your oyster. If you're focusing in on this one thing, or or I shouldn't say the one thing. So I'm focused on getting a book agent, mm -hmm. but I'm not focused on it looking this way. Yeah. It's the specifics that yeah. you're not. Yeah. I'm open to my book agent, like my book agent, 
who's going to be aligned with me and believe in the same things I believe in and support me and want to go to bat for me, like that person's going to show up in my life. And I know they are, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, two weeks, three weeks ago or whatever, or two months from now, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I'm just open and I'm surrendered to like, I trust that, you know, it's going to happen. And, and yes, I'm having to show up, but I'm also not having to push. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're just allowing it to unfold the way it's supposed to. And I think when you do that, things always unfold even better than we could ever imagine. You know, like, I think that's part of the thing that we need to let go of as humans is, you know, when we're focused on this one specific idea and things looking a certain way and being a certain way and turning out a certain way, we really, our energy like constricts. And then what we allow the universe to do really constricts. And then the vision of it is not as grand as it really can be when you just let go. So one of my favorite questions from people is like, what if it ends up coming a different way than I'm like, (laughs) 100% 100% guaranteed it will absolutely <laughs> show up in a different way than you think it's going to. And 100% guaranteed it'll be way better. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's what I always tell people. I just led a, a three-day retreat um, in Washington. And uh, I told them, I was like, as you're setting your intentions and as you're setting your goals, always add to the back end this or something better. Mm, Ooh, I like I that. Like that. Always. Yeah, always. Or if you put a number, always put a plus sign after it. Always Oof. assume that mm-hmm. there's going to be more and that it's going to be better than you could have envisioned. Because as humans, our perspective is very, very, very limited. Yeah, I like that. I think I need to start doing that. It's a good little tips there. Yeah, <laughs> going forward, I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're copying your idea. It's brilliant. Take it. I'm sure I got it from someone else. So take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I think it's really great. <laughs> Yeah, what I like um, is uh, how just seeing how the universe really is friendly, you know, just it, it is conspiring in your favor. It, mm-hmm. the, the universe knows that you have things to do, bills to pay, right? Like the very thing, like the, the bill itself is energy just like everything else is. And I think uh, something that uh, a lot of people struggle with and something that I struggle with uh, so much in, in my past is I... I didn't think that it knew about these like little details of my life, but all those things get end up getting taken care of as well in the whole process. Yeah. The thing I always tell people too, like the universe is, sees everything as neutral, mm-hmm. everything. So mm-hmm. what you're labeling as good and what you're labeling as bad in the eyes of the universe is just neutral. And so the universe always sends you more of, of what, like whatever your perspective is. And so if you're, I don't know if you've ever noticed if you're having a bad day, then all of a sudden, like all of the bad things start happening. Mm-hmm. Big time. Because mm-hmm. the universe doesn't care what you focus on. Mm-hmm. All it's hears is like, oh, you're focused on that. Okay. Because you're focused on that, you must want more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it. Versus, you know, if you're focused on the good and like, I, I asked the women in this retreat that I did, I asked them how great can you stand it? Ooh. This, this is a question that was asked to me several years ago, and I still don't like, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to fully answer that question, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever be able to stand it as great as I could. I don't know if any of us can, because mm-hmm. we're human. Mm-hmm. But, 
you know, whether you're focusing on the stress around the little bills or the fact that you're taken care of, the universe doesn't care what you focus on. And so why not focus on the fact that you're going, you are taken care of, you're completely supported, the universe sees you, and it's there to help you. Because if you keep focusing on the fact that like, oh, I have this one bill, right? Like that's what you're going to keep generating into your existence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, full transparency, I say this because I've totally been there, right? Like we all have. Yeah, of course. (laughs) It, it, this isn't like I'm no expert in this. Believe me, like I said, in February, ev- every aspect of my life was in like the spiral. Right. Mm-hmm. I woke up on February 6th and was like, I am so tired. Like, I can't do this anymore. I need to shut my business down. I need to get a job. Um, I'm going to need to let go of my assistant. I'm like, I'm going to need I like I'm packing up everything I own and moving to to Minnesota. I'm going to go live with my parents again. Like, I mean, like literally went down the rabbit hole of all this stuff. And now the funny part is I legitimately am packing up all my stuff and moving (laughs) back to Minneapolis. I am not going to be living with my parents, (laughs) but I'm doing it from a more conscious and empowered place. Like I'm doing it from a perspective of healing and growth Mm. and rooting before I make this big transition into New York. And, uh, yeah, the energy behind which you do things is so incredibly important. Mm-hmm. It really is truly just so important. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, Neil Donald Walsh is, says it's a similar kind of concept to what you're saying, but it, it's, he says that the universe always has one answer and that answer is yes. So no matter what it is that you're mm-hmm. thinking about, it's like, um, oh, it, it's so hard to, to get a job. Like, yeah, it's true. It's like, and you, you can say the same thing. It's, oh, it's so easy to get a job. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the energy of that just gets attracted to you. So no matter what it is that you're focusing on, what you're resonating. Yeah, the energy you're emitting is exactly what you're going to attract back to you. I always, so I teach about it as if like we're radio towers. Mm -hmm. And as a radio tower, the frequency that we emit is the music that we end up playing or that we end up hearing back, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're emitting the frequency of, say, the country station, like, that's what you're going to hear. If you're emitting the frequency of the pop station, that's what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to see. That's what your entire reality is going to be based around. Mm -hmm. So one, that's cool because you can start to be like, oh, I've been emitting this frequency of it's really hard to get a job. No wonder my life looks exactly like it does, right? Mm -hmm. But then the even cooler part is you can look at, okay, well, now that I know that my radio frequency that I emit, and when I say radio frequency, I mean like thoughts, beliefs, emotions, habits, like all of the the inner work stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So now that I know that I'm emitting this country frequency, and I don't personally hate country music. I don't ever want, like I never, I'm (laughs) not. (laughs) <laughs> so if I'm emitting country music, there's something wrong and I'm going to need to change yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a different station, right? <laughs> so I'm like, but the, then the hard part becomes when people are changing their frequency, what's between two stations? Like super old school, right? When you have like, like the dial. Static. <laughs> static. Yeah. Which is the hard part, which is where people get into that middle space, which essentially is the leap, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, but this doesn't look how it's supposed to look. And I'm really uncomfortable. And, you know, all I'm hearing back is static. And I just like, I don't know what I, where I am or what I'm doing. Or, you know, it's this whole jumble of things because you're not tuned in 
to a specific station in that moment. And so that's the part where I think that people get really caught up in and then they get back into that fear spiral and then they end up defaulting like back to the country station because, well, I haven't gotten my job yet. So clearly mm. it's still very hard to get a job. Mm-hmm. No, you're, mm-hmm. you're changing your frequency. You're changing your beliefs. You're changing the energy that you're emitting to the universe. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, there's always a transition phase. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So what tips do you have for people who are in that transition phase to, I guess, maybe like stick with it to see it through to get to that that frequency, that station that they want to? And also just like to how do you how do you help them trust themselves in that process? So one, um, I keep proof lists. So when I'm trying to change something, I will literally write down proof every single day that it's working. Mm-hmm. Great Whether <laughs> it's you know, external proof or whether I have a new thought that I've never heard myself have before or whatever it is, but I keep track and I prove to myself that what I'm doing is working. And I've done this for the last several years, depending on what I'm working on in that moment. So that's one of the things. Um, Another thing I would say when I'm in that middle phase, like especially in February, I meditate more than normal. I will meditate like three, four times a day just to continuously clear my energy and like open myself up to guidance and Mm -hmm. to things. Um, You know, I have a practice. I have a really great deck of cards that I use. It's called the Earthbound Oracle. Um, And the thing I love about it, I used to do tarot and I still periodically do, but I would pull a card and I would immediately go to the book and be like, but what does this mean? (laughs) And this deck has, they have no meanings. It's just a a drawing and a word. Mm. And so, you know, I pull cards and then I just journal about it. I write about what's coming up. Um, and to really just, again, that relationship with myself is, is one of the most important things in those phases of transition. And then the other thing too, is I'll ask for signs from the universe. And I did this in February in January. And I said, all right, I want to see a monarch butterfly. Show me a monarch butterfly today. And took my two mile walk around the lake like I do. And I was like, that, of course, has to be where I see the monarch butterfly because I live in downtown L.A. How there's no there are zero monarchs. There's some hummingbirds, but there's no monarchs. So I go my two miles and nothing. And I was like, oh, the universe is not listening to me. Like, clearly fail. I, you know, I'm got the sucks, blah, 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 like going down the whole spiral. And I ended up taking a walk that day to go get lunch. And I I was forced to go a different direction because the sidewalk I usually take is closed. And I ended up crossing Hope Street um, on the south side of 9th. And as I was crossing, I was in the middle of the crosswalk listening to Pharrell's Happy. And I look up and there's an electrical box covered in monarch butterflies. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) And I was just like, I almost tripped. And then I started crying. And then, like, it, I was like, oh, my God, the universe is actually, it is listening. It's listening. And it forced me to walk a different way. That I yeah. never and walked on, that way. And on Hope Street. How awesome right? is that? <laughs> right? So I, I always ask for signs as yeah. well, because the universe is always listening. It's always mm-hmm. listening. Oh, that's so great. I love it. Thank you for sharing those tips. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I had a question with regards to, or uh, just, a, I guess, a comment, how uh, you, during those phases of transition, you find you meditate more. And something that uh, I think we all um, should practice is that even when things are going well, 
it's important to keep doing those practices because when things are, are shifting, it, it kind of forces you into that, that space, at least certainly for me, when I'm forced to, you know, transition period, things are kind of crunchy. I don't like the way I feel. And then meditation makes me feel better. But the challenge for me is that when things are going well, it's also just as important to, to get into those practices because then things just continually expand positively because I'm just getting that divine inspiration or whatever on a consistent basis. So, yeah. so mm -hmm. important. I think about it, you know, that like that little boy that cried wolf. Definitely. Where mm -hmm. people stopped listening to him. Mm hmm. I'm like, if you're going to, and I'm not saying that the universe is going to stop listening to you because it literally can't. But if you're, if you have a friend that only ever calls you when they need something, how does that feel? No bueno. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Feels pretty shitty. And so like, if you're only ever going to the universe in those like, oh shit moments, it just doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel good. And so for me, I see meditation as like a relationship builder. Yeah. So like the two of you, when you were first meeting and you were first getting to know each other, right? Like you wanted to spend time to, with one another w without expectation, just to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. You didn't just want to call each other when you needed something or when you were feeling lonely or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You just genuinely wanted to get to know one another and spend time together so that you could build and nurture this connection that you have. It's no different between you and the universe. And I also think, too, because I believe, you know, my mantra for this year is I am the universe. And so it's no different than for the relationship between you and yourself. If you're not like putting in the time and energy to nurture that connection with yourself and with the universe, you're doing yourself a dis disservice. Mm -hmm. You just are. And for me, I think it's it's even more powerful to show up on the days when I don't need anything and just be like, thank you. Yeah, totally. thank you. <laughs> I'm going to spend this time honoring you. I'm going to spend this time honoring myself and like, thank you. Mm -hmm. So important. Yeah. yeah, that was such a great uh, way of, of putting it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And thanking the universe too, I think is a big one. <laughs> gratitude. Yeah, the gratitude yeah. piece. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so I always see there's two kinds of gratitude. There's gratitude, like it's really easy to thank the universe when things are going right. But, you know, mm -hmm. going back to this, right? Like, what about thanking the universe when things are going wrong? Like in February, I was so grateful for all the shit I was going through and yeah. the fire that I was sitting in because, yeah. you know, I knew on the other side, I have a second book coming through me. Like I said, book agent, moving to New York marketing person like all these things are starting to align for me yeah and I was grateful for being in the pain and in the shit and like looking at my darkness and my shadow and mm -hmm. like all the gross things like the hard conversations I had to have in February yeah like I did end up letting my assistant go and just like like that's not fun stuff no and I just had to trust and be grateful that it was happening for me yeah totally yeah. it's all about your perspective Right. You know, if you had sat in that space and been like, this sucks, I don't like this. I just resist, resist, resist versus being like, OK, this sucks. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. I'm going to honor those feelings, but I'm going to allow this and move through it because I know there's something better that is unfolding. And I think that's a huge difference. So 
don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was in the first, I was in that, that first part for about like the first week. <laughs> I was just like, why is this happening? <laughs> I, get it. I get it. I get it. It's that whole human thing. <laughs> I know. I'm popping it out of it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. It's part of being here. <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee every single person yeah. on the planet deals with that. I don't care how enlightened or what they're, yeah. they go through that stuff. Yeah, I've been feeling really human these days, <laughs> personally. And that's okay. Transition. I refer yeah. to it as, as my muggle, my muggle stage. Totally, I I've love, said that before too. <laughs> love Harry Potter, so I refer to it as, yeah. as muggling. I know, I'm like, I'm such a muggle right now. Why am I being such a muggle? I'm annoying myself. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. So, Brie, if people want to get in touch with you or work with you or check out um, your book or any upcoming retreats that you have, how can they do that? So my book is on Amazon. Um, you okay. can search permission to leap. Uh, it's on paper. It's in paperback Kindle and recently released on audio. So if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you can have <laughs> six more hours of it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and uh, my website is briseely.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the places as briseely as well. Yeah, you have a great Instagram, actually. That's how I found you. I've been following you for a couple of years. Thanks. Yeah. I just changed up the layout and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you got some great stuff there and I like your stories. So ladies when out I there, transitioned check it out. out, of, out of, <laughs> when I transitioned out of fashion, I was like, I'm going to need some sort of creative outlet. Like I can't <laughs> not have like this beautiful, you know, I used to get to play with fabric and like create yeah. these amazing, beautiful dresses and creations. And so I'm like, I'm going to need an artistic outlet. How yeah. is this? Perfect. How's this all going to play out? So Instagram <laughs> happened to be it at the time. And then, yeah, yeah, it's fun. that's great. That's great. And we're going to link uh, yeah. all your stuff in the show notes below this, uh, this podcast here. So mm -hmm. if cool. you want to check out Brie, you'll know where to find her. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much for joining us today, Brie. Thank you guys for having me. This has been great. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Really appreciate you and taking the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, to our listeners as well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Mm -hmm. And I guess until uh, next time, this was fun. Yeah. We'll so, do it again. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, please do. And we will see you in the next episode. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Spirit Ninja Spiritualist Podcast. Make sure to tune in next time for more deep conversations to uplift, inspire, and blow your mind. Spiritualist.